My name is Ty French, and this is my podcast. That's why it's called the Ty French Podcast. What up, you little hoes? Hi, how are ya? What is up? What is up? <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Thai French Podcast. My name's Thai French, and this is my podcast. That's why it's called the Thai French Podcast. I don't know why it feels like it's been so long since I recorded an episode, even though it's only been one week, but... I've missed you. I've missed you guys. I wish I had much of a life update to share with you guys. I really don't think I do. Um, oh, I, I, I guess I got a little bit of one. I am taking a little bit of a break from the devil's juice, from the tequila. Tequila is semi-retired at the current moment in time, though she lives on in me. Needless to say, I've just, I've had a year. I've been, you know, just going real hard. And Thanksgiving, tea give, tea give weekend was no exception. I'm talking blackout Wednesday. I'm talking Thursday out till 8 a.m. Friday, freaky Friday. Saturday, I was at the saloon. Sunday was not the Lord's Day. It was Tequila's Day. And now she needs a break. <laughs> so, um, you know, she's just been taking a bit of a break. And last weekend I went out, literally went on a party bus on Friday, all the way to Orange County, which is like 90 minutes, then went to a club, then did the party bus back. Not a lick of tequila. Are you guys proud of me? Clap, clap if you care. I, I'm hearing audiences. I'm hearing screaming. I'm here. Woo, go tie. Cause let me tell you, that was hard. Then what did I do? I went out again on Saturday night. Not a lick of tequila. Went out, had a ball of a time. What did I do on Sunday? I hosted game day at my crib. And guess what? Not a lick of alcohol for me. Those bitches were drinking rosé, Sauvignon Blanc. You know that's my favorite. Not a lick from me because guess what? I'm a changed man currently in this moment for the time being. <laughs> like I said, I don't know how long this is going to last, but... I just wanted a little bit of a break. I literally am not kidding. This is going to make me sound like an alcoholic. So take take it with a grain of salt. But I literally don't think I've had a weekend where I have not drinking in, uh, dare I say, upwards of seven months. <laughs> like, you know, you live in LA, you're young, you're fun, you're cute, and you party. That's That's my life. And I'm learning that, you know, you don't need to maybe black out until, and stay out until 8 a.m. to have fun. And to go out. So, Tequila's Tequila's on pause right now. She, so for the time being, I'm a sober guy. My goal is to at least take it until I leave for Christmas break. And that leads me into what I'm doing for Christmas. I'm sure I'll talk about this in episodes to come. But I spend Christmas with my best friend, Billy, in Flagstaff, Arizona. And I look forward to it 
every year. It is so fun. Flagstaff is such a cute little town. It literally looks like a little Hallmark movie. And it's like one of the only times of year where I truly go away and unplug. It's not about, I literally shoot like no content. I don't take any photos. I, which I don't know, maybe it'll change this year. I don't know. Maybe I'll try and bring a cute fit, but I literally don't do anything. I, I do not leave the Airbnb that we stay at. We play board games and we drink wine and we watch movies. We play Super Smash and we just have a ball of a time. This is like, I don't even know, my fifth year in a row doing this with my best friend and her family, her mom and her two brothers. And it is just so fun. I look forward to it so much and I cannot wait for it again this year. Billy, if you're listening to this, I love you and I cannot wait to see you. And... I'm going to be doing an episode with Billy while I'm there. So more details on that to come on my Instagram stories. Anyways, it is officially the holiday season. I literally cannot believe that we are in December. Where did the year go? And I I, I have this theory as why this always sneaks up on me. But if you live in California, especially Southern California, you know, we don't have seasons, really. Like, we have a little bit of rain, whatever. But I went to lunch the other day with Jose. It was 80 degrees. I was getting full rays. I wore a sleeveless blazer, and I had to take it off. Thank goodness I was wearing a tank top under. But it was so hot. And we were like, wait, it's literally December. I'm so sorry, but it's a beach day. I'm ready to go get some rays. And so I feel like that's why... Since we don't have seasons, it's like when you live when I lived in Utah, it was like very clearly winter, very clearly fall, very clearly spring. And so, you know, when December rolled around, it was like, yeah, well, no shit. You just had spring, summer, fall. Now it's winter. For me in LA, in Southern California, we don't get the seasons. So when it when the when the calendar reads December, I'm like, whoa, hold up. Wait, wait a minute. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean it's December? I I'm sick to my stomach. I'm throwing up. I'm puking almost. I can't believe it's literally going to be the new year. So anyways, needless to say, I'm freaking out. But let's focus on the good part of the holiday season. I'm sitting here next to my Christmas tree. The vibes, the vibes are strong. I've got a candle lit. I'm wearing a maroon sweater that says dad. I don't know why it says dad because I do not serve daddy. I serve very much a sugar baby. <laughs> Um, but you know, I'm feeling the spirit. I'm feeling ho, ho, ho. I'm hearing them sleigh bells ring, lang, lang, lang. I'm hearing those jingle bells jangle, jangling. I'm hearing those little elves in that workshop chip, chip, chopping those presents to get done in time so that Rudolph can guide that sleigh right on over to my house with a new Gucci purse. Anyways, I love Christmas. I loved Christmas as a kid. Christmas will always have a special place in my heart because Christmas is when I got my first camera. And obviously, y'all know I love taking pics. That's been my job forever. I was a wedding photographer and a portrait photographer for years. That's what gave me my start into social media, which is how I'm able to do this and live my life. And I truly feel like that Christmas that my parents got me that, like, literally changed the trajectory of my life and my career and my passions. And I'm just so glad that they were able to get that for me. We were so poor. It was like probably at our poorest. And 
you know, I just wanted a camera so bad and my parents figured out a way how to get it. And I did not think that I was going to get it. And, you know, there's a deeper story to that, that it's a super feel good, humble moment. Let me know if you guys want me to go into that, um, on a future Christmas set, but um, yeah, Christmas will always have a special place in my heart. I feel like my siblings didn't really care that much about Christmas and literally every single year I felt like I was decorating the tree by myself or like just me and my mom. And if you've listened to the, uh, what we said podcast for over the years, you'll know that <laughs> one year, the only year my family got a fake tree when I moved to Virginia I, my mom let me, um, get out of school early. I was a senior in high school and my mom let me check out of school early to get the tree. And we were like, we're going to get a real one. We moved to Virginia. You know, it's harder in Arizona because it's so dry. It doesn't get as cold, yada, yada. I don't know that that was our excuses. And so I finally, I get a, I get a tree, not thinking that I need to bring a truck or anything. I'm driving a little BMW from 1983. And I go to Lowe's, I pick out the tree, it's cute, whatever. I put it in, not on the top, nope, 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 not on the top. I put it in the back seat of the car. I, uh, now being an adult and seeing people with small cars just tied to the top, I should have just done that. I didn't know that you could like ask the employees for help. So needless to say, I shoved that bitch in the back seat of my car. And then I get it home, I put it on the stand, I decorate it up the wazoo, so cute. I'm listening to Christmas carols and Mariah Carey and, you know, all the songs. Get it all decorated. Put the star on. And th- keep in mind, these are decorations that my family's had for literally years. And then I'm like, oh, I need to put water in it. And I I get under the tree to put water into the tree. And um, the entire tree falls on top of me. The entire tree. All the ornaments shatter. Now, if you follow me for a while, you know that this is no surprise. This is something that would definitely happen to me. But yeah, needless to say, since then, I have been a Grinch. I have been Ebenezer Scrooge, okay? And I've always had a fake tree. And, you know, I just haven't been much of a Christmas guy. After I moved out, you know, Christmas when you're alone and you don't like live by family or whatever, you know, just not really the vibe. Up until I started going to Billy's house just wasn't a vibe and I was kind of a Scrooge and I never really put up a tree but this year this year the tables are turning I'm feeling festive I'm feeling fun I'm feeling freaky I'm feeling the holiday spirit run through my veins my little Grinch heart has grown two sizes and I'm ready to take on Whoville anyways I got a tree this year. It's a cute little real tree. I wanted, you know, those Charlie Brown kind of ugly ones, but they didn't have them at the tree lot that I went to. And I went to like three lots and I was just over it. So I picked, it's a very classic Christmas tree. It doesn't really have any decorations on it. I just have lights and like these little um, rainbow felt star garlands because, you know, I'm feeling prideful. I'm feeling prideful this, this holiday season. <laughs> And it's cute. But anyways, I'm getting the holiday spirit. And I, I did want to share, you know, Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey, Halloween. We didn't even get Thanksgiving without that bitch. Halloween ended at midnight and that bitch said, it's time. That freaking whistle tone. Here's the thing. Love the song. Love Mariah. Don't, don't shove that song down my throat. Let me crave it. Let me want it. Let me want to turn that on. But you just literally throw it in my throat and now I don't even care to listen to it because I've heard it on every goddamn Christmas commercial 
and or a Christmas event. No, no, ever for the last 10 years. I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't do it. So anyways, I wanted to tell you guys a few of my favorite Christmas songs that you can listen to and jam to. And none of these are like unheard of songs, but you know, just in the spirit of sharing my favorite Christmas songs are, which maybe you guys don't know these. Christmas Blues by Sabrina Claudio and The Weeknd. Oh, you guys know I love The Weeknd. Guys, I don't I don't have Spotify. I have Apple Music. Yes, sue me. Sue me. I don't care. I also have Spotify, but I never use it. I only use it for New Music Friday. Anyways, so <laughs> I thought for sure my Apple replay like throughout the year was going to be like Lady Gaga or Kim Petras or, you know, I'm 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 full gay. So I'm thinking that's for sure what it is. Guess who it was? The Weeknd. The Weeknd. And guess what? I have, I'm not mad about that. I love The Weeknd so much. My top song was Gasoline. Gasoline is just, oh, it's such a good song. I love it. It literally makes me instantly happy. Anyways, his song with Sabrina Claudio, his Christmas song called Christmas Blues, is such a vibe. If you like The Weeknd, you need to listen to it. Sabrina Claudio, also, you guys need to listen to her. I don't know if she's like considered more of a smaller artist, but it is such a vibe. It's so beautiful. Her voice is literally insane. My next Christmas song that I like is called The Christmas Waltz by Lafey, L-A-U-F-E-Y. And this is actually someone I found on TikTok. She posted like a TikTok and it kind of went viral about how like our generation needs like their own Michael Bublé. And so it's kind of like that vibe. It's like Michael Bublé, Lana Del Rey, but it's a vibe. I just downloaded it today. And then Winter Wonderland by Cascade, which is such a vibe. Cascade is obviously like a DJ. So it's more of like a fun like vibey song it's not so like like christmas generic it's it's a vibe then we've got cold december night by michael buble an underrated song on the album in my opinion love it so much then the icon the christmas icon i don't love justin bieber but well i like his music but he's it seems like a dirtbag of a human being but only thing i ever get for christmas by justin bieber is a christmas bop like that should have replaced all i want for christmas is you and that also should have been the lead single on the album not mistletoe but Anyways, I could talk about that for hours. My favorite Christmas movies are Christmas with the Cranks. That is such a classic, and that will just, like, literally make me happy no matter what time of year. It is so freaking funny. Jamie Lee Curtis is the funniest person alive in that in that show. Her vest, the spray tans. I can't. Tim Allen. Tim Allen rules Christmas. I love him so much. Him in Christmas with Cranks, and then also all of the Santa Clauses, all of them slap. That series slaps. I've not started the new series on Disney Plus with him because I am so scared that it's going to be terrible and that it's going to ruin the beauty of the three movies. So mm, let me know if you guys like it and maybe I'll start it. But then we have Fred Claus. Fred Claus is such an underrated Christmas movie. It is so good. It has, I have no idea his name, but he's really funny. It's a great movie. It's where they're like, it's like about Santa Claus's brother. And it's hilarious. Then we have the Polar Express. I love the Polar Express. And here's the thing. I feel like the Polar Express gets a lot of online hate. And I need it to stop immediately. Because the Polar Express is one of the most beautiful. Oh, like that is that is how I picture the North Pole, like in my fantasy world. That is how like I feel like when I'm like old and rich and whatever and can decorate my home that I own in the hills of Hollywood. That is the vibe of Christmas that I want to bring. A classic red ribbon, wreaths on the windows, just gorgeous trees, just so classic, you know, like the red brick buildings in the North Pole with the elves that are, and the, the reindeer, just everything. It feels so like classic Christmas. 
oh, I just love it so much. Anyone who hates on, oh, and then the song on it. Oh, the song. Oh my gosh. Yes, the cartoons are a little freaky looking, but you know what? Move on with life. Anyways, I just wanted to give you guys a little, little peek into my Christmas spirit these days and the movies I love and the songs I listen to and yada, yada, yada. From the title of this week's episode, you guys know. Brrr, Ty the Teacher is back. Ty the Teacher. Class is in session. This time, it's Christmas class, okay? So ho, ho, ho. Buckle on up. Sleigh bells are ringing. And... Get out your, your notebooks and paper, students, because I'm here to teach you. I'm here to teach you about the history behind one of the most commercialized holidays ever, okay? And first off, let me just say, I I don't want to feel like I'm like singling out Christmas in this history lesson. Um, I'm mainly choosing Christmas because I, that's what I know anything about. That's what I grew up with. You know, growing up Mormon, Mormonism is a form of Christianity. And so that's just what I grew up with. And I feel very unqualified to talk about anything related to Hanukkah and or any other religious holidays this time of year. Okay, so I'm focusing on Christmas today. Now, that being said, I'm no longer a Christian. I don't believe in Jesus. So let's find out the history. Okay. Is it even a Christian holiday? Some of y'all might be shocked, okay? Because I was. So, how did Christmas start? Also, once again, let me remind y'all, contrary to the title of this episode, I'm not an actual school teacher. I'm not a professor. I did not go to school. I barely graduated high school. So, I went to history.com, and that is my only source for all this information. So... If you think any of this isn't correct, keep it to yourself. And if I got anything wrong, no, I didn't because I didn't make it up. I got it from the internet, which means it's true. And furthermore, <laughs> in, in summary, <laughs> anyways, so maybe something that y'all didn't know, which I didn't know, is that the middle of the winter has been a time of celebration around the world for way long before Jesus was ever born. Like, I'm talking centuries before. And I did not know that because you might be thinking, what the heck are you celebrating in the winter? Especially centuries ago. Aren't y'all freezing? Like, what do you mean? What do you got to celebrate for? Go inside. Anyways, the answer is the early Europeans celebrated light and birth in the darkest days of winter. Why might you ask? It's because many people rejoiced during the winter solstice when the worst of the winter was behind them and they could look forward to longer days and more light. Honestly, same bitch. Same bitch. I am so sick of the sun setting so damn early. I literally cannot do it. I cannot do it. The seasonal depression is kicking in. It's like 6 p.m. and it is pitch black. I'm sitting here next to my tree. And you know what? I like it. It's cozy. But 9 p.m. rolls around and I don't know who I am anymore because I've been sitting in darkness alone for hours. Meanwhile, in the summer, I will still be on the beach watching the sunset at this hour. So, yeah, needless to say, I celebrate the middle of winter too, bitch, okay? And I'm glad to know that Christmas time is when the days start getting longer. So I've already learned something, and I'm two seconds into this history lesson. Anyways, so in Scandinavia, the Norse, which, I'm so sorry, Norse, that is a 
funny name. But anyway, the Norse, which were like the Europeans in the early Middle Ages, which I don't know years, bitches, okay? Just early Middle Ages. That's all you need to know. They celebrated something called Yule, which I'm assuming is where like Yuletide Gay comes from or something, that thing in the one of those songs or Christmas. I don't know. It's a, it's a word I've heard in Christmas celebrations before. So they celebrated Yule from December 21st through January. December 21st being the winter solstice. So they were celebrating the return of the sun. And to do that, the fathers and their sons would bring home large logs and set them on fire. Why, you ask? People would feast until the log burned out. Which, I'm sorry, did you know how long that takes? It could take up to 12 days. I'm so, so sorry. So they're just partying for 12 days. I want to party and celebrate for 12 days. Oh, wait. I've been partying for the last 365 days. Anyways, they believe that each spark from the fire represented a new pig or calf that would be born during the coming year. And honestly, I live for the imagination. I love the manifestation. Get a lot of this, y'all. So the reason that the end of December in Europe was like the perfect time for celebration was because at that time of year, it was the only time of year that they had fresh meat because the cattle were slaughtered. Why are they slaughtered, you ask? They were slaughtered so that they would not have to be fed during the winter. I'm so sorry. So you're telling me back in the day they only had meat in the winters? Very interesting, very interesting. I would also look forward to the winters then because mama needs mama needs a burger. Also, most of the wine of the beer that they made during the year was finally fermented enough and was ready for drinking. No wonder they partied for like 12 days straight. They had no booze, no meat all year. And then finally it's cold. The sun sets at 4 p.m., they have all the meat that they've been working all year for, all the booze. So party up. That's what I'm doing. The sun sets at like 4 p.m. I'm like, who wants to go to happy hour? Who wants to drink? Not anymore because I'm a sober girl this week. Catch up. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so that was in Scandinavia. In Germany, people honored the pagans. Need I remind you, if you listen to the Halloween episode, pagans had a lot to do with Halloween as well. So, in summary, pagans have a lot to do with all the holidays. <laughs> Anyways, in Germany, the pagan people honored the god Odin during the midwinter. And Germans were terrified of Odin. Odin's kind of giving me, like, vampire energy because Germans believed that Odin would fly throughout the sky at night, nocturnally, and observe the peeps, and then he would decide who would prosper or perish. Uh, I'm so sorry. So, yeah, needless to say, they were terrified of Odin. And because of his presence, many people chose to stay inside during this time. So now let's talk about Rome. So Rome, if y'all know, is more like in southern Europe. So they don't have that bad of winters. It's more like summery coastal vibes. So they celebrated Saturnalia. And this is a holiday in honor of Saturn. Shocker. And Saturn is the god of agriculture. So beginning in the week leading up to the winter solstice and continuing for a full month. For a full month, people, Saturnalia was crazy. Food, drinks, plentiful. Also, hold up. For this month, the enslaved people were given temporary freedom and treated as equals. Businesses and schools were closed so that everyone could participate in the holidays festivities. Uh, one, maybe uh, don't enslave people. Period. Two, uh... I wonder, I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm really picturing how, how, how this actually unfolded. I'm thinking they didn't love this. I'm thinking that the enslaved weren't just like, oh, well, we're free this month. Let's party with the people that literally enslaved us and celebrate. 
And then we just go back to work in a month as their slaves. Yeah, I'm thinking that didn't go over very smoothly. Uh, but okay. So here's where things get a little interesting. So the members of the upper class in Rome also celebrated the birthday of Mithra, the god of unconquerable sun, on December 25th. Shocker, which is Christmas Day. It's believed that Mithra, an infant god, was born of a rock. And for some Romans, Mithra's birthday was the most sacred day of the year. Mm, does that does that sound familiar? Because it's starting to sound like Christians just stole the idea of Jesus' birthday from my dude Mithra. Because Mithra's birthday is on December 25th. And the Romans said it was the most sacred day of the year. And they celebrated his birthday. He was the god of the unconquerable sun. Does that sound familiar? It's starting to sound like your boy Jesus Christ. Okay? Which leads me into, is Christmas really the day Jesus was born? Don't, don't get mad at me if you believe in Jesus. Because guess what? I'm spitting facts. Okay? This is not... This is this is a historical facts. This isn't whether you believe Jesus was born or this, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I'm talking history lessons, okay? Let's just let's just get that out. So in the early days of Christianity, Easter was the main holiday, which I always grew up like as a Mormon, thinking and or being taught that like we celebrate Christmas on the 25th, like just kind of cuz, but that Easter was actually Christ's birthday. And we just celebrated the resurrection then. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It gets confusing. But anyways, in the early years of Christianity, Easter was the main holiday. They, were, they weren't celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, now, in the fourth century, the church officials decided to institute the birth of Jesus as a holiday. Unfortunately for y'all, the Bible doesn't mention the date of Jesus' birthday. In fact, Puritans hated the celebration of Christmas since... They never said when Jesus was born, they didn't like the celebration. Now, some historians have like said that evidence suggests that his birth may have occurred in the spring because why would shepherds be hurting in the middle of winter? Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, Pope Julius I chose December 25th. And the, the, this is commonly believed that basically they did this in order to adopt the traditions of the pagan Saturnalia festival, which once again, the Christian church is just appropriating other people's cultures, stealing them, gentrifying. Sorry about it. The Romans were celebrating December 25th for the other dude. And then Christians were like, wait, no, that's Jesus's birthday. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. And don't try and take our holiday. Anyway, so, you know, they're trying to adopt and absorb the traditions of the pagan festival. So by holding Christmas around the same time as these traditional like winter solstice festivals from other religions... The church leaders increased their chances of Christmas being popularized and, you know, being embraced by people in the communities. By the Middle Ages, Christianity had, for the most part, replaced the pagan religion, which we learned in the Halloween episode. But <laughs> this is, I found this part funny. On Christmas, believers attended church, then celebrated in a drunken, carnival-like atmosphere, similar to what today's Mardi Gras is. I'm so sorry. We need to bring that back. Now, I know a lot of religions, like, do do that. But, like, Mormons, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to, you know, honor history. I feel like I always heard growing up, like, put Christ back in Christmas. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Like, there was this, like, huge campaign that, like, Christmas had, like, you know, 
just gone so far into the commercial world that like we forgot the real meaning. Well, get a load of this, folks. Christmas was canceled in the early 17th century by Oliver Cromwell because he was such a Puritan in Europe. And, you know, the Puritans took over England in 1645 and they canceled Christmas because, like I said earlier, Christmas isn't mentioned in the Bible. There's no mention of Jesus' birthday. And so they didn't want to celebrate it. So you Christians out there that say put the Christ back in Christmas, your homeboy, the Puritans, didn't even want to celebrate it in the first place. They canceled it. However, Charles II was restored to the throne and he returned Christmas to y'all. So you can you can thank him for that. Now, this is something I learned on TikTok the other day as well. But um, the reason that a lot of the pilgrims, the original um, settlers of America, left England and came to America in 1620 was because they were Puritans. And they were like just kind of crazy, like with their religious beliefs. They were like super orthodox and they were even more Puritan than Cromwell. So as a result, y'all, Christmas was not even celebrated in America. This was not celebrated at all. In fact, the celebration of Christmas was actually outlawed in Boston. Anyone exhibiting the Christmas spirit was fined five shillings. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, 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 so sorry. When the settlers of America came and settled America, Christmas was illegal. You heard that right, ladies. So I don't want to hear no put the Christ back in Christmas, okay? Y'all, Christmas wasn't declared a federal holiday in the United States until June 26, 1870. 1870. That means that America was around for 200 years before they recognized Christmas as a federal holiday. It wasn't until the 19th century that Americans began to embrace Christmas. Americans reinvented Christmas as we do. You know, we we steal, we change, we make our own. Um, they changed it from, you know, this crazy drunken holiday into a family-centered day of peace and nostalgia, which sounds very similar to Halloween, if you guys remember from the Halloween history episode. So during the 19th century, there was a period of class conflict and, you know, the rich and the poor just were not getting along. There was a lot of gang rioting and this often occurred during the Christmas season, unfortunately. So in 1828, the New York City Council instituted the city's first police force in response to a Christmas riot. This catalyzed certain members of the upper class to begin to change the way that Christmas was celebrated in America. Meaning the rich didn't like how people were celebrating and they were like, we're going to change this narrative. So here's where things kind of start to turn to how we celebrate Christmas today. And this is all to thank a Christmas Carol, which isn't, I, I, I was shocked when I found this out, but the, the, literally the story, A Christmas Carol, um, you know, the classic holiday tale, um, was written by English author Charles Dickens. And it's a, it, it's a, it's a message about the importance of charity and goodwill and humankind and blah, 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 blah. This struck a huge chord in the United States and England and showed members of the elite society, um, the benefits of celebrating the holiday of Christmas. During this time period, the family was also becoming like less disciplined and more sensitive to the emotional needs of children. And so Christmas was a time that provided families a day where they could just like give lavish attention and gifts on their children without like appearing to quote unquote spoil them. So as Americans began to embrace Christmas as a perfect family holiday, old customs were unearthed. In the next hundred years, Americans built a Christmas tradition all on their own and included pieces of many other customs, including decorating trees, 
sending holiday cards, gift giving. I think most people bought into the idea that we've been celebrating Christmas, how it's been done for centuries. But America really reinvented the holiday and we were filling the cultural needs of our ever-growing nation back in the 1800s. So by now you might start thinking, when is Santa Claus coming into this? Who invented Santa Claus? Where is he from? So let's get into it. The legend of Santa Claus can be traced back to a monk named St. Nicholas. Shocker! We all knew that. Who was born in Turkey around 280 AD. I'm so sorry, y'all. 280 AD. Please do the math. Because I we all know I can't. But that's a long freaking time ago, okay? St. Nicholas was known for giving away all of his inherited wealth and travel the countryside, helping the poor and the sick. Sounds like a great guy. He became known for being the protector of children and sailors. Not sure why sailors are in there, but... They are, okay? St. Nicholas first entered American popular culture in the late 18th century in New York when Dutch families gathered to honor the anniversary of the death of St. Nicholas, which is Dutch for St. Nicholas, or Sinterklaas for short. Da-da-da-da-da, that's where we get Santa Claus. It's from the abbreviation of St. Nicholas in the Dutch version, St. Nicholas or Sinterklaas. Does that make sense? So we got to think the Dutch. I'm confused. Was he was he was he Dutch or was was he born in Turkey or what? Where's Dutch? Holland is Holland next to Turkey? Uh, I'm gonna need some clarification on that. But anyways, you could thank the Dutch families for for Santa Claus being brought to America. So here's where things get real interesting. Okay, in 1822, there was a minister, Clement Clark Moore, who wrote a Christmas poem called "An Ancient of a Visit from Saint Nicholas." which is more popularly known today by its first line. Da-da-da-da-da, twas the night before Christmas. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. We can really thank twas the night before Christmas for Santa Claus being popularized in America. I did not know that. I did not know that. Anyways, as we all know, the poem depicts Santa Claus as a jolly man who flies from home to home on a sled driven by reindeer to deliver toys. This iconic version of Santa Claus as a jolly man in red with a white beard and a sack of toys was immortalized in 1881 when a political cartoonist, Thomas Nast, drew on Moore's poem to create the image of old Saint Nick we know today. It is Nast who gave Santa his bright red suit, trimmed with white fur, North Pole workshop, elves, his wife, Miss Claus, the whole shebang. So really, we have Clement Clark Moore and Thomas Nast to thank for Santa Claus as we know him today, with reindeer, elves, delivering toys with a sleigh. Thank you, fellas, for your contribution to society. All you fact checkers out there. This is not to say that the 18th century America's Santa Claus was the only St. Nicholas-inspired gift giver to make an appearance at the Christmas time, okay? There have been similar figures and similar Christmas traditions around the world, okay? Chris Kind or Chris Kringle, which isn't that a character on the Kardashians? I'm confused. <laughs> Chris Kringle, which literally sounds like a joke of a Kardashian character... Um, was believed to deliver presents as well to behaved Swiss and German children, meaning Christ child. In Scandinavia, a jolly elf named Joltum, Joltumten, I'm so sorry, Joltumten, 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 was thought to deliver gifts in a sleigh drawn by goats, goats. I'm so sorry, Scandinavia. No, that's not as cute as reindeer. That is not as cute as reindeer, but I love that for you. Um, English legend explains that Father Christmas visits each home on Christmas Eve to fill children's stockings with holiday treats. I don't know how to say this, even though my last name is French, but Pere Noel, 
I think is how you say it, is responsible for filling the shoes of the French children. In Italy, there's a story of a woman called La Befana, a kindly witch who rides a broomstick. Oh, 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 I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Italy. Oh, my goodness. Um, wow, they really said Halloween. Ha, ha, ha. So, so in Italy, there's a story of a woman called La Befana, a kind witch who rides a broomstick down the chimneys of Italian homes to deliver toys into the stockings of lucky children. Wow, go Italy. I did not know that. I'd be like, ooh, you know what? I'm feeling like this is a good movie idea. We have a witch. We have Santa Claus. So Mrs. Claus is a witch, and she's Italian. She's an Italian witch, and it's a horror movie or maybe a comedy horror movie. And she's like a sexy witch. She's like a sexy Mrs. Claus witch. Ooh, I like this. I'm going to start writing the script. Anyways, needless to say, Americans did not invent Christmas. It is not even about Christ. Um, Americans did not pretty much come up with any of it. We just took iterations from a ton of different religions and stories and poems or whatever. That's kind of how we got to the Christmas as we know it today. Anyways, <laughs> so sorry for that long ass history lesson on Christmas. I hope you guys liked it and I hope you learned something because I definitely did. I thought it was like such a religious, like such a Christian holiday and to learn that not that long ago that it was illegal to even celebrate in the United States. So you learn something new every day, okay? Anyways, I want to end the episode on some random Christmas facts that I thought were interesting. Did you know each year 25 to 30 million real Christmas trees are sold? That is insane. And guys, it can take 4 to 15 years for a Christmas tree to grow before they sell it. I will never complain about my Christmas tree costing $250 ever again because I'm so sorry. You're telling me someone grew this bitch for 15 years and I'm complaining that it's $200. Yeah, I'm good. Another fun fact, Rudolph, the most famous reindeer of all, was the product of Robert L. May's imagination in 1939. The copywriter wrote a poem about the reindeer to help lure customers into the Montgomery Ward department store. I hate to tell you, there are a lot of things about Christmas that stem from capitalism, mama. Okay. Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the most famous reindeer of all, Helping lead Santa Claus's sleigh, you know, that one, that guy. Uh, no, commercial for a department store. Trying to lure you in. Trying to spend more money. That has no history to it. That has no holiday tradition. There ain't no reindeer with a red nose. It was all fake. To you to buy more money at, the, at this department store. And guess what? I ain't never heard of that department store, so that means it didn't work very well, okay? Even though... Rudolph is very famous now, and everybody knows him. Everybody knows that song. There's movies about him. I ain't never heard of the Montgomery Ward department store. So, your plan failed. I don't know why I care so much about that. <laughs> I felt, like, so passionate there for a second. Woo! Next fact. Construction workers started the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree tradition in 1938. One, 1930—sorry, 1931. Do I know how to read? 1931, that's a long-ass time ago. That's almost 100 years ago. Two, the construction workers started it. I need more I need more insight on that. Next fact. The tallest Christmas tree ever was displayed in Seattle, Washington. It was 221 feet tall. Seattle? What the hell are you doing with a Christmas tree that tall? Where was it? What did it look like? I want to see it. Okay, fine. I'll look it up. <laughs> mm. 
Now, this is probably the most religious part of Christmas that I've heard while doing this history lesson. That candy canes were made in Germany into a J for Jesus. They ain't a cane. It ain't this way. It's supposed to be this way. It ain't a cute little cane, like a little hook they put on your tree. It's supposed to be this way. And it's a J for Jesus. So think about that next time you're slurping one down your throat, okay? And to make it even worse, guess what the red represents? The blood of Christ. So next time you're slurping down a peppermint candy cane, remember, J for Jesus. Blood of Christ. I knew I didn't like candy canes. I also thought it was interesting that Black Friday is not the busiest shopping day of the year. Guess what is? The day before Christmas. You lazy ass bitches. Get out and get my presents before then. Go shopping this week. Buy me something. Do not wait until Christmas Eve or the day before. Did you know? I know you didn't. I know you didn't because I didn't. And if I didn't, you didn't. That um, Jingle Bells was originally created in 1857. Oh, oh, oh. What else? What else about Jingle Bells? It was the first song to be played by astronauts in space. Oh, oh. But that's not all. That's not all about Jingle Bells. What was Jingle Bells originally written about? Thanksgiving. It ain't about Sandy. It ain't about Santa Claus. It ain't about Christmas. It is about T-Give. It's about Thanksgiving. I don't know why. I don't know the lyrics. I don't know how they relate to Turkey. But that's what the internet says, and I believe everything that the internet tells me. And Jingle Bells was written about Thanksgiving, not about Christmas. I don't know why. I don't know when it switched. I'm not going to do the research, so do it for yourself. Okay, wow. I don't know if this is still true, but this says here on the internet, which once again, I believe everything I see on the internet, but... Bill Crosby's version of White Christmas is the highest selling single of all time. That's insane. Good for Bill Crosby. Bill, I was like Bill Bing. It's Bing Crosby. Ooh, this font is too small on my <laughs> computer. Bing Crosby. I'm so sorry. Did I call you Bill? I don't know who Bing Crosby is. I'll look up a photo of him. A Facebook study in 2010 revealed that two weeks before Christmas, guess what it is? Guess what it is? The most popular time for couples to break up. So watch out, couples. Your time's a-coming. Your time is a-coming. I don't know why. I don't know how. But you're about to break up. And when you do, and when you're looking for a new boy in the new year, let me know. Because I'm single. I hope this got <laughs> you in the Christmas spirit. I feel like I just shit on Christmas for the last hour. Um... And, you know, like I said, there are no opinions. <laughs> There's no, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. This was just history, baby. This was facts. I don't know why I literally feel delusional right now. <laughs> this episode was a fever dream. But anyways, I love you guys so much. And happy holidays. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week.